0: I would say the number one thing for everyone is electrolytes and or salt. Whether that's coming from tablets like Noon or from food, from salty foods, you definitely need to manage your salt intake and not just do water.
1: Ah. (laughs) Does this have salt in it? (laughs)
0: all you canyon brats out there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This is episode number four, Running in the Canyon. Woo
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this episode.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Running's my very favorite activity, and the canyon is my very favorite place.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> Combine the two, and you got your two favorites. Nice! Yeah, episode number four. Uh, this, uh, we got in our hands, well, I have in my hand, and now you now you have in your hand our beers for today. And, <laughs> and then, so these Canyon beers are brought to us by, we've got two people that bought us uh, Canyon beers for this episode. Sweet.
0: We've oh, and got, those two people are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of the Northern Arizona Museum, Shout out! You're great. <laughs> Thanks, Greg, for the beer.
1: <laughs> yes, Greg Coglin uh, sent us uh, a couple bucks for Canyon Beers, and his shout out—he wanted to go to the yeah the Museum of Northern Arizona. Um, that's beautifully random. Um, there's, oh, there's no whoa! Good thing there. there's no beer there. I almost spilled it <laughs> there. Uh, and our second beer, uh, someone else who donated for the shout out, uh, Andy. And uh, he wanted his shout out to be about in a day, which was a little thing that me and him were doing um, back in the day where we do some 24 hour micro adventure. And we did one in the Canyon. Uh, Half of it was in the Canyon and the other half was summiting Humphreys. And we did that in a day. And so, yeah, that's actually, I think I'm going to post that up as an episode. I don't think I am. I'm going to post that up as an episode for for canyon Brats, because it, it was just really cool, really fun audio.
0: Yeah, you guys need to do another one. You're slacking. I know. Candy. We've
1: only done two in a day's and it's been like three <laughs> years. <laughs> that last one kind of tanked me a little bit.
0: <laughs> do I want to do that one. It sounds awesome.
1: <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Sounds like it, right? Like I you, like
0: Sufferfest, so. Uh,
1: if you want to walk the entirety of Oak Creek Canyon from Pump House Wash all the way to the town, um, yeah, go for it. 18 miles it ended up being... <laughs> whew. So thank you to Greg, thank you to Andy for buying us some Canyon beers, and if you're listening out there and you'd like to participate, get us some Canyon beers. And and in all honesty, it can go towards our beers that we're drinking for the episode, but also uh, for us to up our game, to maybe help towards getting some better audio. Uh, No audio is going to help my voice right now. But uh, getting, yeah, some, some more equipment. Um, you know, the, the podcast servers do cost something. So it's just, and plus it's just fun. Um, yeah. Nice little group of people who are super enthusiastic about the canyon. Um, grab us a beer. Uh, in order to do that, you can do two ways. You can either Venmo or PayPal. If you Venmo, it's nick Irvin 8 the number 8 for Venmo. And then PayPal, if you do it that way, it's actually, um, it's an actual PayPal paypal.me slash canyonbrats, and that'll take you to that. And, you know, just throw a dollar, I don't know, two dollars. I didn't
0: realize people still use PayPal.
1: Oh, yeah? Is, uh, that, is that my generation more so. PayPal? Well, giving them options. So <laughs> Venmo, Venmo or PayPal. All right. Woo-hoo. What are you drinking over there? It's not a big surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to switch it up. I think I had this on the last podcast, too good old Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA
1: yeah I mean it's a good one there's a reason nice look at that pour good well you guys can't see the pour and uh, I'm learning
0: right.
1: yeah you're doing well and now hit it hard I go- boom <laughs> yeah oh crud oh no you're gonna have to sip that oh nice <laughs> nice good foam gulp there wasn't that bad Uh, And I'm drinking a local brew from Lumberyard, just on the other side of the tracks. Lumberyard Brewing Company, their Flagstaff IPA. It's gone through a couple different name changes, but always has been one of my favorite IPAs. It was my first um, Flagstaff beer love when I moved back Mm. here again. was their, yeah, it was called Lumberyard IPA back
0: then. Can I try it? Uh, Yeah, it's a
1: West Coast IPA for sure. I mean, you might like it. I don't know. Your palate might change a little.
0: It's okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's more than okay. I think it's great.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Running in the Canyon.
1: Yeah. Running in the Canyon, episode number four. Cool. So, I'm Nick Irvin, by the way.
0: I'm Carrie Henderson.
1: Yes. And I just kind of (laughs) wanted to do that introduction just to re-remind people of who your Canyon Brats are. I mean, you guys are Canyon Brats out there. But Carrie is definitely the the expert on this definitely the more qualified to talk about running in the canyon. I've run in the canyon for sure, but you on the other hand, like you said running is your favorite activity, the canyons your favorite place, so it's a match made in heaven
0: for mm-hmm. you. It is. Mhm. 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 I would not call myself an expert. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have a few big canyon runs under my belt.
1: Yeah. That's where you keep them. Yeah. yeah, I've never oh. seen you wear a belt, I don't think.
0: <laughs> I just found two belts today in my suitcase.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> Riveting podcast <laughs> content there.
0: <laughs> I was excited.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're probably digging with your suitcase because it's close to Thanksgiving and you're going back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, to visit f- family. Well, I don't know yep. why I struggled <laughs> on that word. F-f-f-family. No big
0: canyons there, but there will be some running and some hiking. Running? Mm-hmm. Uh, My sister Anna and I are doing a turkey trot. First turkey trot for both of us ever. Really? We have matching turkey hats.
1: (laughs) A picture will be posted on the uh, show notes or on the website. We're going
0: to get first and second place. We're going to finish holding hands. Aww. Okay, I can't guarantee that's going to happen. I
1: think there might be some competition in there that might not allow that.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I'm just guessing. We'll see.
1: So you're going to hold hands like uh, Jason Schlarb and Killian Jornet did at Hard Rock a couple years ago. Sure. Finish first. <laughs> nice. A little running, a little fans. that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's near the holidays. Um, yeah. Is anyone else out there, if you've done a turkey trot, what are your favorite turkey trots? What's a good one we should try maybe? Somewhere in Arizona. I don't want to go all the way to Chicago <clears throat> to do a turkey trot. Oh, maybe next year. For a family thing. But um, yeah. There's
0: one in Sedona. Yeah mm-hmm Yeah, that's all I know.
1: Oh, great. So maybe the ones Sedona. <laughs> Is it the first one that they've done? I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Again, <laughs> riveting. <laughs> so, all right. Um, yeah, I got a little raspy voice. Uh, I had a cold about two weeks ago. Still kind of messing my my voice up, but hopefully I sound okay. All right, ready? To get into it.
0: Yep. Let's right. get into
1: it. Yeah, we should have done, gotten into it a little while ago. All right, so the first thing I wanted to kind of, I don't know, talk about the basics. Um, like when people go to Grand Canyon, they either, usually they either are there on the rim, they go to the viewpoints and they look out over the grandeur and are inspired and all that and take their photos, um, or there's one percent of visitors that go down below the rim, so they'll do hikes. Uh, either that's a day hike say down and up to like skeleton point or Indian garden, something like that. Or they'll go on multi-day hikes, backpack the Canyon. But there is a, I would, I would call it a small niche of people that actually do more than just hiking and actually run in the Canyon. And I think most people that would listen to this or not that would listen to this, but most people that you would say that to their question would be why? (laughs) why I know my my dad would be like what why (laughs) you know there's mules or like you can like walk so I want to ask you like why run in the canyon
0: yeah um well for me I think running in itself is a, a challenge like I always want to challenge myself um more and more so you know I've run nine marathons a ton of half marathons so it's increasing those distances over the years um and when I moved to Arizona um, and started hiking in the canyon, um, you know, hiking down to the river and up um, as fast as I could, um, the next logical step, I guess, or maybe illogical to some people, was running rim to rim to rim, um, and really just to see if I could do it and to see if I could do it fast, um, or you know, fast for me, <laughs> not fast for Jim Walmsley or something. But yeah, it was just the challenge and. Um, It's just a big undertaking. The canyon's huge and just when you're standing on the south rim looking at the north rim, thinking to yourself like, I'm about to get all the way over there and then come all the way back. Um, And it's that like moment of commitment when you're at the top of the north rim. Um, That's pretty doable for a lot of distance runners, just that 21 miles or whatever it is to get over to the north rim. It's that turning around and realizing you have to do it all over again. Um, it's just a a mental strength test, physical strength test. So yeah,
1: it's the challenge.
0: Yep. Always a challenge.
1: Yeah. Do you ever feel like, like that challenge is, I don't know, well, I guess we'll talk about maybe hard times of running, but I was going to say, is that challenge ever enough to stop you on, on sometimes have you ever turned around basically and not completed what you had planned?
0: No. I really don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of a time um, that I didn't do what I set out to do and I really, I honestly can't think of one. Mm. I think normally when I say something out loud, um, like I'm going to go run rim to rim to rim today or I'm going to run rim to rim to rim in under 13 hours or whatever the goal is. Once I put out in the universe, I feel like I have to stay committed to it (laughs) no matter who heard me. Yeah. So, I mean, luckily I haven't had to turn around and abandon the plan yet. That's not to say it won't happen, you know, things happen down there. You can sprain an ankle, you can um, get a hole in your bladder and run out of water, like a ton of... There are a lot of variables that could stop you from completing something, but luckily knock on wood hasn't happened to me yet.
1: Yeah. There's a ton of variables in the canyon. Way more, I think, than any other, well, in a lot of other places.
0: Yeah, and I've been um, pretty responsible about my hydration when running in the canyon, um, and I've never gotten super dehydrated, I've never gotten sick to my stomach, so those are, I think, some of the issues that a lot of runners deal with um, when doing those big jaunts. So
1: Yeah, let's say that, we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, and really dig in a lot deeper to some of the, the issues and special things that you need to take into consideration.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, cool. So, uh, I mean, like I said, you're, maybe you wouldn't call yourself an expert, but out of the two of us, you're definitely the, the most, you know, experted, uh, <laughs> new way of saying it kids, uh, experted person here. So, I mean, saying why I run in the Canyon is, is not, you know, going to be as cool. So, uh, for me running in the Canyon, is very few and far between i'm mostly doing more like hikes kind of thing and and off trail stuff but i have definitely done my my share of runs Uh, they've been pretty limited to certain areas that we'll talk about later but for me it is kind of the the challenge i don't think i've really challenged myself in a run in the canyon i've never put myself in a position like you said where you like get a certain spot and have to come all the way back and that's you know that's something i'm not happy to say that i haven't really challenged myself in the canyon Um, but for me it's more just just the experience of being in there and i think running brings a different a different um, well definitely brings a different physical aspect and because of that it brings a different mental aspect for me Uh, A lot of people say, well, you're missing all this if you're running, you know, why are you running? You're missing so much. You got to take it slow. And there's something to be said about that. If it is a, like a new area to you and you want to really experience it, like, uh, what's his name? Craig Childs, Craig Childs said he takes longer than anyone. He'll take (laughs) like two days to go five miles. Um, but for, for the things you've done before, like that feeling what I'm getting at is basically that this feeling of not people call it a runner's high but I don't know like runner's high to me it's more like it clears out you get the 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 different hormones going through your body um, you get that sweat going and it creates a different kind of mental um mental glasses that you start looking at things through and I start smiling really like when I'm hiking I'm happy maybe like we're hiking down to the river and back up and blah blah but when I'm running, I get about halfway through the run or a couple miles in the run and all of a sudden I've got, like, this little smirk on my face and because I'm tired and, uh, and you know... Probably being because
0: you're going downhill. Oh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah very
1: true. Smiling. This is all basically <laughs> downhill. I do not run uphill. I did actually race two young kids the last uh, mile and a half up Bright Angel Ooh, nice. one time. Yeah, and I beat those little whippersnappers, too.
0: Actually <laughs> did. No, so, that's a good point, though. I think in... Um, our last podcast about Zoroaster when we were talking about why we do this crazy stuff. Um, my answer is definitely about like getting to know the canyon and going to these really remote places that um, very few people get to see and just seeing like as many nooks and crannies of the Grand Canyon <laughs> as you can. And just being, it's kind of like an intimate experience with the canyon when you're out in the back country um, up on summits or off trail and um, you just get this feeling that like you're the only one in there. And it's a really special thing. And running is different, running in the canyon. Um, I would say half or more of my runs have been on the main corridor trails and the others have been on established trails, um, maybe a little less traveled, but uh, you know, runnable, maintained trails. And for me, that is about running and it's what you said. Um, And that's not for everyone. So that's why people like your dad are like, why would you do that? But if you have that relationship with running, um, then doing it in the canyon is just like one of the best places to get that runner's high.
1: Yeah, yep. Cool, so what was your first run in the canyon? You know, <laughs> I f- did, didn't prep you with this one.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think, um, like chronologically, I, I actually really think that my first run was rim to rim to rim. Mm.
1: as like maybe
0: crazy as that sounds um
1: (laughs) to a lot of people yes
0: (laughs) yeah i think i just went for it um this is unimportant but there's one other run i did um two ribbon falls and back up so that's you know on your way up to the north rim but not quite all the way i can't remember the order of that but i really think that rim to rim to rim was my first run
1: jesus that's a big one yeah holy cow well have you had you at that point done a lot of hiking in the canyon already i've done a
0: lot of hiking oh. um i used to drive up from tucson when i lived there i'd leave at like three or four in the morning drive straight to the canyon and then um hike down south kaibab to the river and hike back up bright angel and i was speed hiking you know i was going as fast as i could um so like you know five hours for that trip or something um but i don't think that i was wearing a hydration vest i wasn't going at it with the intention of running um, and I had done a few big backpacking trips before rim to rim to rim. I actually backpacked rim to rim to rim um, unplanned before I ran it. Unplanned. Yeah, we had permits for Cottonwood, and then my friend was like, "Should we just go all the way to the North Rim?" I'm like, I guess. <laughs> that's
1: still that's still a ways. Yeah, Cottonwood's yeah, not near the rim. I know,
0: Andres, that was your bright idea.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What's up, Andres? <laughs> I don't know uh, you yet, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we were on our way. We wanted to camp down at Phantom and didn't get permits. So we were on our way to Cottonwood, and he was like, should we just go do rim to rim to rim? And um, I was like, I think that people usually plan a little more for that. <laughs> but we did it anyway, but we were just we were hiking and um, definitely weren't doing it for time. Honestly, I think that it's harder to do as a backpack because of the weight factor. Uh, it's a lot of miles on your feet, and then you're... Um, carrying weight for all or most of it yeah um so I think running is actually logistically easier
1: yeah that's I mean that's that's such a point that we could dig in further if we wanted to maybe not <clears throat> this episode but that's the same with Zoraster right like doing it in a day versus carrying all your camping stuff um down there you know it's kind of that same thing like you could take it slower but you're taking it heavier mm-hmm. it's kind of like a you know oh kind of like turtle or tortoise uh tortoise and the hair
0: yeah
1: yeah turtle and the rabbit it's like the turtle and the rabbit um that hair is like you know skinny and not doesn't have anything and just like taken off whereas the tortoise has a big old shell on his back i don't know anyway <laughs> so um do you so, want me to
0: talk about my first room term term um
1: running the yeah. running of it I'll yeah do it quick sure well uh, no. <laughs> do it. that's so, what this is about
0: yeah Uh, When I decided I wanted to do Rim to Rim to Rim, I was part of a Facebook group. Um, I think it was just Grand Canyon Running or Grand Canyon Rim to Rim to Rim. So I went on there, uh, threw it out that I was going on a specific date and wanted to leave from South Kaibab, you know, around 4 a.m., 5 a.m., I can't uh, remember exactly. So I wanted to find some folks to carpool with. Uh, There's a shuttle that you can take from the Bright Angel parking lot to the South Kaibab trailhead. Um, So then if you're finishing up Bright Angel, you're right at your car. You don't have to get on a park shuttle. Um, So that's to me the the preferable way to do rim to rim to rim.
1: But, and I'm giving you like this, Questioning. Look what. So, but you have to catch that for a shuttle. So, what times the first shuttle? Oh, leave? so
0: yeah. So there's an actual shuttle that goes to South Kaiba, But you can take. I guess I misspoke. A taxi. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. I was gonna say because I didn't think you said four in the morning, and I don't oh, think yeah, the yeah. shuttle. Oh yeah yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah, I used the wrong word. So you take a taxi service that's just for the canyon. Um, they're super quick. It's like fifteen dollars for a ride.
1: Is it fifteen?
0: Yeah, it's fifteen. Okay. But then if you have more people, it's a little cheaper. They might charge like 20 for you know, three people or four people, but then you split it.
1: I, I swear to you, I looked at a, at a website today because I was kind of looking at some logistics because I've never done that. I've never taken a taxi. They said $48.
0: Oh, no, no, no. 15 I mean, unless they okay. raise the rates like within the last year.
1: No, I think this was an old website too. Uh-oh. I think this person messed up. Oh yeah. I think yeah. they hit the four instead of the one possibly.
0: <laughs> so, okay. It's cheap, but I still didn't want to pay $15 because I'm... Really cheap, cheap, cheap. cheap, Uh, cheap. So I linked up with some guys from Phoenix who were planning to run rim to rim to rim, and one of them was Peter Mortimer. Hey, yeah, now a friend. Hey, Peter, and now uh, no longer a Phoenician, but what do you guys call yourselves up here? Flags.
1: Uh, I like, I like Flagstaffarian.
0: Flagstaffarian. Yeah. So yeah. Peter, you are a Flagstaffarian now. Yeah. And, and just badass runner.
1: Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> he's, he's, he's crazy. He caught the bug and just like got overtaken. Um, and, and no, I, I don't really know him that well at all. Really. I met him I think once at Whiskey Basin. Um, cause he didn't come to the hash run that I was, that I went to. But, uh, if you want to, I'm just going to plug, if you want to hear his story. Yeah. um and he's not even from Arizona he's from the UK UK mm-hmm. is that what you would say or Britain yeah. or UK I don't know what <laughs> England
0: across there's like the pond. five
1: names yeah <laughs> across the pond um there's a podcast oh crap I'm gonna have to insert it editing wise What's the name of the podcast that he just was on We run we run far no that's I run far I don't know it's based out of Phoenix. Um, I'll plug it in and edit right here. And uh, it's it's pretty cool. He, he seems he's just a great guy. Um, seems super down to earth, but yet not down to earth because he's he kills it.
0: Yeah, he's on another level. Yeah. We've done um, like easy runs together. He's like, oh yeah, I, I ran fifteen miles earlier today. We'll just do like a chill run, and I'm like <laughs> gasping for breath the entire time. So I don't <laughs> run with him anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> sorry, Peter. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was cool. I took the taxi with Peter and two of his friends. Um, I ended up actually running with them with his two friends down South Kaibab because my headlamp, um, died. Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) Shocking. I know. Um, and I think I had either a spare headlamp or extra batteries, but they were both dead too. So I luckily, um, caught up to these guys and I just stayed on their heels the whole way down south kind of <laughs> to use their <laughs> lights so that was really great um, yeah so started in the dark which is usually what you need to do um, doing such a long day um, another time I did rim trim trim I started at midnight so did the whole south rim to north rim in wow. the dark Holy yeah cow. yeah um, so that was my my first time. Um I remember getting up to the north rim a lot quicker than I expected myself to <laughs> and just thinking like, "Oh hell yeah. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish this thing and like finish it in a pretty respectable time." So I was stoked. I thought I I didn't know how I was going to feel when I got up to the north rim. I thought I might be hurting. Um and all in all, I felt pretty dang good. So Ran down North Kaibab. Um, my biggest struggle of the day was the heat because I just, I mean, I lived in the desert for seven years and I still hated the heat. So um, it was warm down at the bottom and full sun. So that was a little rugged. Um, but I was able to finish in um, 14 hours on the dot.
1: Your first time? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: On the dot. I was like running at the end because I didn't want it to go over 14.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you hit 14? Yeah. Were you honestly though? Were you running for sub fourteen, or, uh, or that's were you a great. I for?
0: mean, I can't remember the <laughs> time on my watch, but I know it was not a second over fourteen hours.
1: Nice, wow, yeah, that's crazy. That's a great time for a, That's a great time for any run, let alone your first time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice, good I'm happy with it. High thanks. Five. Hey, thanks. Way to go, brat. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about maybe a little bit later. But you've definitely improved upon that. Yes. Um, So, oh, uh, We Run the Desert Mm. is the name of the podcast. And um, yeah, uh, that's kind of a a shout out to Peter, but also to Rory, uh, who is involved or, I don't know, has a part to do with that or something like that. But, oh yeah, my first run in Grand Canyon, I don't remember. I don't remember what the first (laughs) run was. It was down South Kaibab for sure. Um, Or... No, it wasn't Rim Trail. I think it was down South Kaibab and then basically like power hike back up South Kaibab. So that was exciting, and it probably took me 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Same amount of time as your rim to rim to rim. Um, no, didn't take me that long. Um, yeah, yeah. Running down South Kaibab was the the thing that I did the most for a while. Uh, that and Rim Trail. But running down South Kaibab's rough. Oh yeah. There's so many big drops. Yeah. Or like not drops, but like. Like your
0: stairs, you're basically. Kind of like, yeah,
1: stairs. Is that a good word? If you've been on the South Kaibab at all, you know what we're talking about. But it's just like da-dong, 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 mm-hmm. da-dong, da-dong. So, but it's definitely remarkable. Cool. Uh, well, I wanted to get some. We had a couple questions from the yeah. other, the other uh, Canyon Brats out there. <laughs> uh, this one is from. Well, this one is actually from a our guest in the last episode, Casey Bauer, and he asked quite a few questions, but. <laughs> Uh, This one, for a A runner... curious
0: young man, that, Casey. He
1: is. He is a very curious (laughs) young man. (laughs) Curious young man.
0: An inquisitive fellow. Inquisitive.
1: Whoa, SAT (laughs) word. Um, For a runner in the canyon, is it common to still walk the steeper sections? I can immediately say yes.
0: For me, yes. (laughs)
1: Uh, I think for most people who say they've done a run in the canyon Mm -hmm. are power hiking up. Yeah, Uh, there are exceptions. Yeah, you know, like the kick-ass, crazy runners, like any of the Coconino Cowboys, Mm -hmm. or like the Vargos. I know Um, those two that we saw from (laughs) Zoraster. There's definitely people that are running up. Yeah, but would you agree that a majority of people that run the Canyon Power hike up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, I would call myself like a pretty average runner and I'm definitely hiking up um, several miles. Uh, So just as, to give people an idea, when I run rim to rim to rim, I run down the entire South Kaibab Trail, run across, um, so through Phantom Ranch, and then you get on the North Kaibab Trail, and it's pretty flat for several miles. So I run about eight more miles um, past Ah. Cottonwood, I think Cottonwood's about seven miles past Phantom Ranch, and you can still—it's still pretty flat a mile after Cottonwood. So I really run um, as far as I can, pretty much to Manzanita, um, which is a water station on the North Rim, and then I start hiking. And even um, the next few miles, there are runnable sections. So anywhere that the trail flattens out, just for a few hundred yards, I'll run it just to make up time um and then get to the top turn around run down all of north Kaibab, across and then i usually run the first four and a half miles up bright angel to indian gardens and then hike really yeah and i mean i if i'm real tired or out of breath or there's a particularly steep section for you know 50 feet then i'll hike a little but i try to push myself on those sections
1: yeah, 'cause there's some, there's some. To me, it seems like there's some steeper areas near like Garden Creek. Like when you're coming up out of there, there's some switchbacks there that are pretty steep. Oh yeah. Between Garden Creek and Indian Gardens. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: But that, no, I'm just saying like that's impressive. Um, do you do you think that Manzanita that you kind of stop your running there <clears throat> because it is a water station and by stopping to get water your brain changes?
0: No, I um I don't always get water at that water uh, station because you have to go off trail a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I I mean a little bit. The last two times I've done rim trim trim, particularly my last time, I was really going for time. So I was trying to shave off minutes or even seconds wherever I could. So I was choosing the water stations or the bathrooms that were the closest to the trail, hmm. um, if I could. You know, I was trying to not stop for water, really at all. I know I got it at the North Rim. Um, I probably, I've maybe pie. got. Um, what's up?
1: Is there a spout on the? I can't remember. Is at there a spout at the top of North Rim? The mm-hmm. of the, okay, yeah. I know there's a spout. It's not always pie, on, but obviously. Yeah. But, oh, true. Yeah. So that's a logistic we can talk about.
0: Yeah. But,
1: um, should we get into logistics? Yeah. Let's talk about oh the questions oh so Casey Bauer's question whoops
0: um, <laughs> that was one
1: so yes um, walking the or power power hiking I mean walking
0: I, I would still try to maintain like at the slowest a twenty minute mile pace
1: okay up the steeper sections
0: I was in much better shape last year I don't think I could do that now
1: yeah really
0: I don't know yeah I turned thirty I'm slowing <laughs> down. <laughs> I think that's going to be a thing on every single episode.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. Talk to Alicia Vargo. <laughs> True. She's killing it. Uh, what's an average time to the river and back for you in running? I couldn't think of what my answer for that was. For I me. think
0: five hours yeah? or less. Four and a half? Five hours. I haven't done that loop, the cowboy loop, in so long. Um, primarily because I don't like crowds. So really the only times that I choose to be on the corridor trails um, running is for rim to rim to rim. Yeah. So that's a great question. I don't know what it would be.
1: I've done it a lot of times but I never remember how fast I do it.
0: I'm gonna five hours. Well how
1: much how, okay, how about this question? How long does it take you to get from to get down to the river on the South Kaibab?
0: A little over two hours.
1: Well, running two hours?
0: Two Less than two hours? I
1: think you're doing way better than that. An man. hour forty-five? I, I don't know. I'm asking you. But... <laughs> oh, you're
0: right. Because I feel I'm like when surprised. we backpack, it's like a little over two hours.
1: Barely. Yeah. I think you could f-
0: freaking get down there in an hour. I have but... an awful memory. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, <laughs> I can we only remember check.
0: so many hour yeah. or time stamps and.
1: If you use Strava, you could check it. True. But... Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, also, what do you carry with you? Hydration pack, just a water bottle, poles, just meat and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> What do you carry with you?
0: I use a hydration vest. I have an ultimate direction vest um, that holds a one and a half liter bladder in the back. And then it has two pockets in the front for um, collapsible water bottles, the real little ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I'm doing something like rim to rim to rim that's 45 miles, or if I'm doing a 50 mile race, um, I typically have at least one water bottle or two in those front pouches and um, my system is I keep water in my bladder and electrolytes like noon in my two bottles on my chest hmm. um, and a windbreaker um, and snacks. Those are really the main things I bring. I don't use poles.
1: No. no? I never have. Yeah. Would... Yeah. Do you think it would hinder you?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: An astounding yes. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I go for, I guess if I'm running, I have an ultimate direction as well. Um, the Anton Kaperchka from years, years, years ago. Um, and I would do, for me, I would actually just do my windbreaker in the back. I don't do a bladder and do mm. bottles. Uh, I kind of went back and forth. There was a time when I was running with just handhelds. Oh. That's it. Um, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Just, and then some... My
0: Ultimate Direction vest is so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we had a question. I'll jump to another question that we had uh, from, I'll have to remember the name. It is from Matt, uh, and then that's all it says, Matt. <laughs> I think Matt Matt go Goins. Goins. Sorry, Matt. Um, but this question was, uh, what's the best hydration or backpack, hydration slash backpack, for an 18 hour run slash hike uh, for first timers? That's, that's a hard question to answer with the canyon, because there's, I think, because there's so many different um, experiences that can happen in 18 hours. So if he, I feel like he's talking about possibly a rim to rim to rim, a double cross. Mm-hmm. 18 hours seems like that could be what they're talking about, yeah. right? So. My humble suggestion, not having done that, but definitely having spent 18 hours in the canyon, if it depends. If you are going to have water accessible, then a hydration vest, as long as you can keep that nutrition, 18 hours is a long time for nutrition. You need food. Um,
0: yeah, I think you need a vest for sure, unless you're Jim Walmsley and you're doing it in seven oh, hours. I, I
1: wasn't saying anything less than a vest. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm saying on the light side. I would not side. say
0: backpack if you're planning on running. Um, backpacks are so uncomfortable to run in and um, you just need mm-hmm. to find the right hydration vest that fits your body. It's kind of like buying a backpacking pack. Um, if it's comfortable, I mean, it becomes part of you. You know, you don't even notice you have it on and um, you just kind of need to go to an outdoor store and try on a few. Um, my hydration vest holds a lot. I used yours the last time I ran in the canyon um, and it was just a you know 17 mile day so I didn't need that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it worked great. but mine has a bunch of big pockets for extra layers. Um, and some of this is gonna be dependent on when you run. Um, however, in the canyon, this is my opinion, but I think for a long run like rim to rim to rim, it's like a give and take with the season. So if you're running um, during some of the warmer months, you're not gonna need layers, you know, you don't need a winter hat and gloves and long sleeve shirt, um, but you need a lot of water. Even though there are water stations that are open, you just don't wanna put yourself in a position where you're running out of water or electrolytes when it's warm. Um, and then if you're running on kind of like the outside of the season, um, like right now, November, late November, Um, you're definitely gonna need some layers and expect snow and different weather conditions. So I think you need a bigger vest that um, has a lot of compartments.
1: Yeah, and you're gonna run into the fact that some of the water stations are shut off in the winter. So you're gonna have to carry more water than you would. Well, maybe not more water than you would, but you're definitely gonna need to carry water. Yeah, and I'll just give
0: a piece of advice about that before I forget. Um, So the Grand Canyon season for the North Rim is um, May 15th is when they open and then they close November 15th. So theoretically, the water station up at the top of the North Rim is turned off um, between those times, but I've run many a time when it's actually um, still on um, in the off season, as are a number of the water stations on the North Kaibab Trail. So the best thing to do if you're a first timer doing rim trim trim and you're worried about hydration is to join one of those Facebook groups because there are folks running the Canyon every week, if not every day, um, and posting, you know, which water stations are on. Um, so I, I would say like safe bet is just assume quite a few on the North room will be off, but just contact a few people, do a little bit of research from um, folks that have been in the Canyon because I've been pleasantly surprised more than once at how many water stations are still on in the winter
1: Hmm. well the park service posts that as well and i would i would be sure i don't know
0: i think the most accurate um posting from the park service is the sign that's down at phantom ranch but at that point you're already in there
1: (laughs) well it's still helpful oh online uh, in those groups someone could say yeah it's still on and then you get there and it's not on so
0: that's my opinion
1: always be safe yeah. Like, make sure that you can make it out if all the water was shut off. So, that's why I, I usually bring iodine tablets just in case. Because then the river's going to be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Depending on your route, the river's going to be there and stuff. So, yeah, so water is, is a huge thing. So, so, Matt, I would say, uh, yeah, I would agree. Find a hydration vest, it just fits the body better. You're going to be more comfortable. Even if you're, you said run slash hike, even if it's run slash hike, if there's any kind of fast pace, that you're trying to achieve, yeah, it's gonna be better. Cause I've run with my flash pack before a lot, yeah, and it's it bounces. It's not great at all. It's not super fun, but yeah. sweet. would you say ultimate direction? You're happy with yours? Oh yeah, yeah. I've exactly. always been happy with my ultimate direction as well. I mean Solomon, if you can afford it, I guess like
0: oh, are they more expensive?
1: Everyone raves about those. Mm. Well, the ones I've seen, like Killian Wares and all that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, And then there was just one comment from uh, actually one of our beer, our Canyon beer donators, Andy. He said, uh, he just said three words. He said, save your quads. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, that is absolutely true. If you have a long day ahead of you, you can feel so good running down South Kaibab that all of a sudden you're just banging down that trail and you've just, yeah, destroyed your quads. And, um, yeah, the way up can be pretty gnarly um, if you don't, I don't know. There's definitely techniques, you know, being lighter, you know, using your skeleton more, using your joints more, um, but you can, yeah, you can bang out your quads pretty, pretty easily Yeah, I, South
0: Kaiba. I don't bomb down South Kaiba, but I'm pretty bad at running downhill, um, <laughs> which is maybe a good thing though for Rim Trim Trim. Once I get to the um, kind of the hiking section, the steep part of North Kaiba, I'm ready to go up. Going down is hard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, All right, uh, some logistics. We just talked about water. I think we did pretty decent on that. If you're gonna run some of these, uh, we'll get into it when we talk about some other routes that aren't the corridor routes. So when we say corridor routes, we're talking about South Kaibab, North Kaibab, and Bright Angel. Those are the main corridor routes. And I think 90% of people who are trying to do rim to rim to rim, uh, also known as a double crossing, are going down South Kaibab. You have to go up North Kaibab and then you're returning up bright angel that's kind of like the given route right i mean that's the fastest known time route that's what everyone goes oh no no up south kaiba is the fastest known time so what is the draw for bright angel is water
0: yeah i think that that's for more of like your average joe runner like me (laughs) i initially went up bright angel because um it's a little less steep a little (laughs) there's still some steep parts Um, And yeah, you have water every mile and a half the whole way up Um, and there are a couple water stations that turn off in like the dead of winter But they're basically on um, They're off now Well, it's winter.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought dead of winter was like (laughs) January, February
0: Anyways, (laughs) so you're gonna have water um, on your way up. South Kaibab has none Um, So I guess that's part of it and then um, Now that I'm kind of going for time and like beating my own record it seems like cheating to shave off three miles going up South Kaibab. <laughs> so maybe at some point I'll do SK SK and try to set records on that. But
1: So once you've established that, you kind of, yeah, it's that challenge of beating your own time, <laughs> you want to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, over, over. and honestly, like, room to room to room, if, if it's your first time in the canyon or your first time in the North Rim, it is gorgeous. It's a beautiful run. The North Kaibab Trail is amazing. But if you've been in there on Bright Angel and South Kaibab as many times as I have, it's a little boring. So like switching it up and going up a different trail is kind of nice. Blasphemy. I know, sorry. Yeah. Um,
1: some other logistics, um, food. So not just running rim to rim. I know there's kind of been a rim to rim to rim talk, um, but running Um, Do you tend to lean more towards, so, okay, let me start this way. When we go for backpacking trips, uh, you know, where we're hiking with heavy packs and, you know, going multiple days, I think me and you and probably a lot of people tend towards towards real food, um, like wraps and sandwiches and bags of chips and carrots and hummus and bananas and all that. Um, When you run, do you pull that back to more like gels and that kind of thing no no
0: (laughs) i hate gels i yeah yeah, i think i overdid it with gels when i was young and running a bunch of marathons um and they just the idea of eating a gel makes me feel sick so Mm. i still eat real food on rim trim trims um it feels better for me yeah um and the sugar just messes with my stomach um so yeah i still do real food that's why i have a big Hydration vest to fit huh. all of it. Um, I would say the number one thing um, for everyone is electrolytes and or salt. Um, whether that's coming from tablets like Noon or from food, from salty foods, you definitely need to manage your salt intake and not just do water.
1: Ah. <laughs> Does this have salt in it? <laughs> no, no, no beer salt, unless it's a Gosa. Um, okay. Cool. So that's that's when I, I think I've gone more that way now the last like five years or so. But before that, when I was doing canyons and running, I don't know. It was just a thing. I just had gels, you know, and I hate, I didn't like them either. But like I would just do it. Actually, you know what I did probably more of was tailwind. Um, I would nice have my day. nutrition and electrolytes in my bottle. <clears throat> so I had, when I said that I used to use two handhelds, I would have one that was my water, and I had a bottle specifically that I put ma- uh, Marker Sharpie on that was always gonna be my Tailwind bottle. Um, actually, I th- that did great for me. Um, both my 50Ks, I ran that way with two handhelds. I know you don't like handheld, the handheld thing, but um, yeah, that was great for me, and I think Tailwind w- did well with my stomach and stuff, so mm. that might be something to think about. Um, liquid nutrition, it definitely absorbs faster.
0: I would say this is like advice I would have for any race or any long run, like rim to rim to rim. Just don't do anything new. If you never use goos, don't use them on rim to rim to rim. You know, if you're you're a goo person, do it. But just don't change. Or goo it. (laughs) Just goo it. Don't change your normal thing. Yeah. Don't upset your tummy.
1: True, but try it on other things. Yeah. Um, No, you don't want to upset stomach in Grand Canyon. That's not a good place to have. I mean nowhere is, no. but yeah, yeah, cool. I want to get into the routes. Uh, let's talk about routes. Yeah, uh, because we've been talking about the corridor trails, but one of the main things I think I wanted people to get, even though it's forty-five minutes into the podcast <laughs> or so, uh, is, and and you said this too. You want we want to tell people about getting away from those corridor routes, and I know exactly what people think when they're like, "You can't run if it's not the corridor route," because I thought that. As well, I thought they're too steep, they're too rocky, they're not maintained. Um, but if you're a trail runner, they're absolutely doable.
0: They're so beautiful, and there are no people.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, after this I podcast, yeah, yeah, because no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, people do listen to this podcast, so we should give a shout out right now to Emily. From hey, the, Emily from the climbing gym. Who said she uh, listened to the podcast or actually watched it because it was a live episode and I uh, even suggested it to one of her friends and so woo, woo, woo yeah Canyon Brats out there <laughs> um, there's a lot of us out there I think and we're <laughs> passionate so that's cool uh, where was I going with that uh...
0: oh getting people off the corridor just... oh yes
1: yes uh, oh and we were at the climbing gym and we were talking with Jason Henry and I asked him because he's been running the canyon for a long time like long, long time. And I asked him any kind of question that he had or suggestion really or comment. And really the only thing he said was exactly that. He's like, he want, he would like to tell people to get off of the corridor trails. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you want to go first with one that you want to talk about?
0: Um, well, I just ran hermit trail, um, this past weekend and that's a beautiful trail to run. Um, if you've hiked the Hermit Trail, again, you're probably like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's so steep. I remember the first time I hiked Hermit was with my mom. It was my first visit to the Grand Canyon ever when I was like 18. And we went down to uh, Santa Maria Spring. Is that what it's called? Uh, the first little rest oh, house. Oh Dripping Springs. Oh, the,
1: that goes way to the yeah.
0: left. Yeah, I think it's called Santa yes, Maria yes, Spring. You're right, you're right. It's about two and a half miles down. And yeah, that's a steep two and a half miles yeah. um, but then honestly right after that rest house it is just beautiful traversing trail i um, pretty much no incline at all there are tiny little tiny little hills maybe you have <laughs> to walk a hand like three times tops um, for miles and yeah like I said there there are really no people out there the trail is not rocky it's just packed dirt, it's beautiful. Um, so that was a really enjoyable run. I mm. took it down to Hermit Creek. Um, there's a campground down there and a little set of, um, I guess I'd call them narrows and water. Um, so there's no water on the trail, you know, no water spigots, um, but you can fill up in Hermit Creek if you um, have a filter or right, iodine tablets. So that's a great trail to run. Highly recommend Hermit.
1: Yeah, and that's how many miles?
0: Um, to Hermit Creek and back up, it's uh, 16 and a half, 17-ish. Huh. Yeah, that's okay. with some exploration down in Hermit Creek.
1: Okay. Yeah, because then if you want something a little bit longer and you want a loop, <clears throat> or well, kind of a loop with a shuttle, then you can go down Hermit, across Tonto, and up Bright Angel. And I've done that as a, as a hike, as a, as a day, well, it was the middle of the night, but it, as a one go hike. And that would be great because that Tonto section, most of Tonto is great because it's flat. It's more like rolling kind of hills through scrub, but that one is, is really good too. You're weaving in and out of Horn Creek and Salt Creek, um, or Canyon, sorry, Horn, Can- no Horn Creek and Salt Creek. Um, and so you go down Hermit, and instead of going to Hermit Creek, like you said, you'll get you'll go to the Tonto, and you'll get to Monument Creek, which is a campsite and a great spot to stop awesome and camp.
0: campsite.
1: Yeah. You pass through there. It's kind of not straightforward to find the Tonto on the other side of Monument. I had troubles. I've done it twice, um, and but then you're on the Tonto, and you go, and so that's a 25 mile from Hermit Trailhead great. to Bright Angel Trailhead you do need to be able to get back. So it, that depends on your timing. If you're You at, can
0: take the can or the park shuttle That's easily. what I mean, well
1: timing wise, yeah. Because mm. if you do it and all of a sudden you're up there and it's like 10 o'clock at night, then you're stuck there. So you have to know how call long... Taxi. It, you know, call taxi. You call taxi. Yeah, that's something I never even really knew about um, was a taxi. But um, yeah, you can do that or you can take the, the shuttle first Which is, that's way better. Actually, now that I'm thinking that, that's like the only real way you should ever do it. Leave your car at Bright Angel, take the shuttle um, to Hermit's Rest, and then start it. Um, So that's a great, great 25 mile route. It's a lot of miles, but um, it's good.
0: I'm adding it to my list.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. I could do that with you. I mean, if you would, you know, wait for me at some point. I
0: told you I'm slow now, I'm old.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's a good route what's another good route
0: um so same start going down hermit and running the butcher how is that how you pronounce it sure butcher how do you say it
1: I don't know butcher
0: butcher trail that's a, a real flat Boucher. runnable Bobby Boucher <laughs> runnable trail um, Jason mentioned doing it as a loop huh yeah I can't remember what he said I just did it as an out and back um, to do a summit, but that's a beautiful running trail, really remote, and I just, yeah. it's another spot where I'm like, why isn't anybody else out here? This is like <laughs> one of the best runs in the canyon I've ever done.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh, another one I like, I've, the one I've run the most is, it's corridor-ish, I mean it is corridor, but, well, now it sounds weird even mentioning it, because it's corridor, we're talking about off route, uh, down South Kaibab, across Tonto, and up Bright Angel. Mm. And that's one that I think if you don't want to go all the way to the river and have to climb all the way back out Bright Angel, <clears throat> and you want, like, kind of, in a sense, like, less people, you don't get to go to the river. But uh, doing that route is, I think, it's great. And it's uh, 12, I think 12 miles, um, 13 miles. Yeah. Yeah it splits it perfectly. It's like four and a half down, four and a half across, four and a half up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that one. I like doing that one at night as like a hike slash full if you moon run. run. Full. If you have a good full moon, the Tonto is yeah. definitely runnable at night. Um, I mean, even with a good headlamp, you can do it at night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the times I did that, I've got a story that I'll tell some other time with a mountain lion. <laughs> um, but Um, You
0: know, one trail I haven't run but would be a great running trail is Clear Creek. We've hiked it a number of times um, as part of big backpacking trips, but that trail is super flat and just traverses along above the river for miles and miles and miles and miles. (laughs) (laughs) If you want a long run and don't want to do all the climbing that's involved with Rim to Rim to Rim, that's a great option to just get some big miles in in the canyon.
1: It'd be less than than a double crossing. Right?
0: Going all the way to the campground and back.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the campground from Phantom is 8 miles, isn't it? Or is it 10? No, it's
0: 8. 10.
1: Is it 10? I think Either 10. way, that's less.
0: 20...
1: It's not 14, because it's 14 up to... 34. So
0: 34 miles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I agree that would be a great... Once you, you get down to Phantom, you do have a steep climb to get up to Clear Creek, but once you're up there, then boom, you're just flying and you can see the river the whole time Mm -hmm. down the right that's really cool so yeah that'd be a fun one to do it's a lot of miles for me that's a 50k yeah yeah um and then i think the last one at least for me for me got the hiccups here with this lumberyard ipa (laughs) um and i know you're not a super fan well you are a fan of this one because of chloe but the rim trail so, yeah, I love
0: the Rim Trail, you can take your dog out.
1: Yes, well you've also talked crap about it. But, <laughs> um, the Rim Trail is along the Rim, the, the South Rim. It's just, uh, I don't know, It's well it goes from South Kaibab all the way to Hermit, but the section I like is the section that follows Hermit Road. If you park at Bright Angel, you can do so many different things with this trail because of the shuttle. There are nine stops from Bright Angel to Hermit, shuttle stops. So what you can do is you can decide how many miles do I want to run with a view of the canyon today? Do I want to run two miles? Do I want to run six miles? Do I want to run 14 miles? Um, because it's what, seven and a half? I think it's seven and a half-ish. seven, yeah. Seven, seven and a half miles from Bright Angel to Hermit. So if you want to run 14, you just run the whole thing. If you want to run seven miles, you take the shuttle to the end and you run back. If oh, you that'd want, be great. It's all it, downhill
0: so on the way- So that's what I love.
1: I love that seven mile run. I've, I've left from here in the morning, done that run and come back home before, just for the run, for the seven miles mm-hmm. of slightly downhill. It is, yeah, you, you, you get off at Hermit and you start running the rim trail and it's just this slight gradual downhill. Now, it is mostly concrete.
0: You know, it's funny. I was going to say the thing that's cool about it is you expect it to be all concrete, but you can get off the pavement a lot and um, actually run in the dirt, or like you, packed gravel at least.
1: Yeah, it's there's about two and a half miles of it that is not paved. Um, but it does seem like there's more kind of like little side sections you yeah, can take. Yeah, there are a lot. <clears throat> there's one section that you have to be careful of. You can either hop up on the road and go past it, or you can do this like almost like Trapeze artists, or not trapeze artists? Yeah, you swing on those. Things.
0: <laughs> like, Where is that? Um, <laughs> Tightrope,
1: almost like along this edge.
0: Oh yeah, Chloe and below. I do that one. Oh, Yeah. Chloe. Yeah. yeah. You know her. Oh, um, sketchy. Yeah, but if you do run the rim trail with your dog, they're not allowed on the shuttle, so just keep that in mind. Mm, it's going to be a noun back. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I've biked that before. It's cool too. Yeah. As a bike. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like the rim trail. Uh, just you've got a view of the canyon the whole time, so that's what's nice about it. And you'll see a lot of people. There's a ton of people at the stops. At
0: the stops, but not in between.
1: Not many in between.
0: Oh.
1: And they're always like, "Whoa!" Like they see you running and they're like, "You're running! Wow!" <laughs> we get a lot
0: of attention because Chloe's so adorable.
1: Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other routes, 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 route, routes, rock Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think those are my favorites. Um, I've run New Hands, down New Hands um, across the Tonto and up Grandview. It was a little rugged. I think, honestly, it was just rugged because I was wearing pants and not shorts, and I was Hmm. miserably hot the whole day. Um, New Hands is rugged. Yeah.
1: It can be. I don't know. Yeah, you and Jason Henry both were talking about, like, running that one. I'm like, that's one of the ones I'm like, nope. <laughs> so not necessarily a beginner one.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, I mean, even he was saying Tanner, like, down. Oh, that thing's so steep. <laughs> He's so scared to run that thing down. But, all right, cool. Uh, Those are some routes. Um, do you have a route that is your bucket list route? like something like you have always thought about running but haven't yet.
0: I'm thinking. <laughs> do, 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 do. Actually, yes. Yes. So, one thing I really want to do with um, a group or like another set of friends is on the North Rim doing the Rainbow Rim Trail. Yeah. Um I can't I think the total distance is like over 30 miles, but the idea is to have Um, you know, two sets of two or, you know, one, two sets of one start on either end, um, and swap keys along the way or leave the keys of the vehicle. So you can do the full stretch of the rainbow rim trail. Um, I know it's a great mountain biking trail. That's really all I know about it. I think you get a pretty good view of the Canyon most of the time or you're in the forest. Um, and you can bring your dog.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's national (laughs) forest.
0: it's Yep. It's a bucket list for me and Chloe.
1: Nice, yeah. There is a decent amount that you're you're right on the rim. In fact, there's one part of it that goes out on this peninsula, like pretty far out and comes back around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember what the name of the peninsula is, but <clears throat> yeah, I was there for a for the Grand Canyon um, Ultra from Ultra Adventures. They put put it on. I manned the aid station for for like over twenty four hours. Um, at Lipen Point. Not Lippen Point. Lipen Point's on the South Rim. I don't know, rim. But cool. Rainbow Rim Trail. Buggy mm-hmm. list. Sweet. I don't I don't have one. Um I've definitely got like hikes that um like Do you want to do really, rim trim trim? I do. I you thought do I was gonna do it this fall. Didn't happen. Obviously. Um Yeah. Maybe spring. I, I need to do it. That so going back to the beginning of this episode, saying I haven't really challenged myself, I'm confident I can do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: it's just, yeah. I always feel like I'm not in a position where I'll do well. So for me, it's kind of like Yosemite. I never actually went and climbed in Yosemite because I always thought I'm going to wait till I'm good enough to have a great time. Yeah. Same thing with Rim to Rim, to rim. I'm Like I'm going to wait till I'm like good enough to have like a great time doing yeah. it. But I just need- That's
0: why I didn't run it this fall. I know I can't beat my last time. <laughs> uh, I Maybe. Think, I
1: think your your brain is tricked. I think you are in good, if not better shape. But you've been in Flagstaff at elevation. So Everything's seems- hard
0: here. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah, so I need to break 12 hours and 13 minutes.
1: Yeah, 12, 13. Yep. Cool. I believe in you. <laughs> and I believe in all our... Canyon Brat fans out there, all you brats. I uh, hope you guys have had amazing adventures, whether it's hiking or running. If you have had any cool times running in the canyon, uh, let us know. Um, it'd be awesome to have some people talk about it. I'm sure we're going to talk about running in the canyon more than just this episode. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. So, um,
0: um, I have one more question to answer. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you have two more questions. <laughs> kind of a can shout answer. out. True. Um, so one comes from uh, Miss Anna Henderson, yes. and the question is, how did <laughs> say it all out without laughing? How did you get so cool? Um, the answer to that is I learned it all from my baby sister. Oh, I bet she's not even gonna listen. Cause oh. she's too cool.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, so she's so cool she's not gonna listen to <laughs> get her answer about why you're so cool.
0: I'll tell her to tune in for the last two minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, there's one more question on, on Instagram there.
0: Uh, Chloe Bug Outdoors asks, yeah. is that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't dogs run beneath the rim? <laughs> Great question, Chloe. Um, honestly, I have to say the canyon's rugged. I wouldn't really want to take my dog down there. No. <laughs> so I'm cool with it. Um, and it's the place I respect the most in the world. So I will respect their rules to not bring dogs the rim
1: that'd be terrible
0: it really would it's wow. too hot down there for them
1: too hot you'd be like constantly I'd be constantly worried about them either running into people or running off you know yeah no. Yeah. so sorry Chloe it's, it's the rim trail for you
0: <laughs> you get ice cream <laughs> at it. the end
1: Oh yes um, cool anything else nada sweet well uh, thanks again to everyone who's listening in whether you're listening in right now which is November well, not right now, but like... It's like, are
0: we live? <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, we've been live this whole time. Um,
1: November 2019, or if you're listening sometime in the far future, 2020. <laughs>
0: um, I wonder what the world will be like then.
1: Man, yeah, hoverboards maybe. <laughs> if you are a person who has run the canyon uh, one time or a hundred times, why don't you come be a guest and tell us your experience? I would love it. And I'm kind of looking at you, well I'm not looking, well that'd be creepy if I'm looking (laughs) at them right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm talking to you uh, Alicia Vargo, Alicia Shea Vargo and uh, Mary Jane. Uh, You guys showed interest and you guys are rock stars when it comes to running in the canyon so we would love to have you tell some stories and supposedly you have some pretty good stories.
0: And Peter. Mr. Peter Mortimer. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, Peter.
0: I forgot to mention, the first time that I ran Room to Room to Room, Peter did the whole thing eating one avocado, a handful of nuts, and a beer at Phantom Ranch.
1: That's his thing. I know. He is super fat. uh, Yeah. He's super He's super, what do you you call (laughs) it? Super fat uh, adapted. Yeah. There we go. And he just
0: did um, Room to Room to Room this past weekend, South Kaibab to North Kaibab to South Kaibab and beat, um, he made a personal record for himself. A PR with snow. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. And he
1: still had a beer at Phantom Ranch, he said.
0: Yep, of course he did. A PR
1: and Phantom (laughs) Ranch. But that's not, well, that's that's speed nutrition for him because that's carbohydrates. Yeah. Yeah, it's like getting that booster blast. So anyway, yeah, Peter, love to talk to you. (laughs) Love to talk to anyone who does stuff in the canyon. That's what this is about, Canyon Brats, your one and only Grand Canyon Adventure Podcast. I can pretty much say that. (laughs) I can say that. I just did. Um, yeah uh, thanks to Greg and Andy for the Canyon beers if you want to buy us some Canyon beers and get a shout out and you can give shout outs doesn't have to be to the Museum of Northern Arizona <laughs> <laughs> um, you can either Venmo nick Irvin 8 or PayPal you can uh, send it to paypal.me canyonbrats please if you're listening to this on iTunes it's really simple and it's gonna help a lot subscribe review and rate our uh our podcast so all you gotta do is hit the five stars (laughs) (laughs) obviously obviously uh give a couple words in a review what you like about it and then subscribe and you know what that's gonna do it's gonna itunes is gonna be like oh check out this cool podcast people are liking it five stars and they're (laughs) you know reviewing it so so they're gonna send it out to more people and it's gonna come up in the search better um yeah. Anyway, that'd be great. I would love it if you guys <laughs> would do that. Actually, even better, do what Emily did and share. You know, just yeah. tell people about it. If you know someone who loves the canyon or is going to take a trip in the future, you know, share a podcast. All right. Am I being too much of a? Uh, <laughs> We've begged enough it out? Yeah. for one. Of please, sir. Please. May I have some more reviews, some more <laughs>
0: subscriptions, please, sir? <laughs> right. Everyone stopped listening. Yep. Okay.
1: Well, thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you, Carrie. For uh, being an expert, at least in this room. And uh, we will talk to you guys in the next Canyon Bratz episode.
0: Woo! Woohoo!
1: What's our tagline? We still have a tagline. Let's go do some. Oh, yes! <laughs> so I'm Nick Irvin.
0: I'm Carrie Henderson.
1: And let's go do some stupid stuff. <laughs> Is that it?
0: Let's go do something stupid. Oh. Come on, you know. All
1: right, sorry. Yes, second edit. Okay. Right, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Nick Irvin.
0: I'm Carrie Henderson.
1: Now, let's go do something stupid. Yeah.